Welcome back to the Speedy Arrowcast. I am your host, Dan Morin, and I'm joined by my host, friends, co-hosts, well, I don't know what's happening, my co-hosts, uh, the rest of Team Speedy Arrowcast on this very somber occasion. Uh, John Moltz is here. I'm uh, calling in from the future, from 2049. Ooh. Oh. What's, uh, what socks should I buy? Mm, iPod socks. iPod <laughs> socks? That was, this is... <laughs> Uh, i thought you said socks <laughs> i thought it was a little strange that's the worst future advice ever you should buy socks uh that's the that's the stock that you should get into is socks, socks, socks. uh mm-hmm. guy english is also here hi guy it's all fun and games until auntie nissa pokes your eye out <laughs> <laughs> you know what's funny i totally wrote auntie nissa in my, oh, in yeah? my notes okay. <laughs> Uh, uh we are here to talk about two arrow episodes that you you might remember we were off last week because uh, i was traveling there was a lot going on uh so we're actually going to do a two for this week and those are episodes uh season seven episode 15 training day and season seven episode 16 star city 2040 uh but before we get into that uh it, you know we've been off for a couple weeks and as you may may know or may not know, there's been a little news relevant to our show in the intervening time. So it has been announced that Arrow will end as of next season, season eight, which will be an abbreviated 10 episode season. And this is a, an interesting development. We're going to talk about it a little bit later in the show. And what we think it means for the sort of the the overall Arrowverse, the CW, our show in particular, and where that might be going. I mean, by that show, I mean Arrow, and our show, the Speedy Arrowcast, and where that might be going. So yeah. there's a lot to cover, <laughs> which we will do so after we do our usual recaps uh, and discussions. So stay tuned if you're interested in that. Uh, and we'll probably, we may have some other superhero sweep topics since I'm guessing most of us have seen Captain Marvel and there were a couple other things floating around there, but big show. Yeah. So big show. One of the other things that we're <laughs> going to do is tell you that Arrow is coming to an end and then we're going to solicit you for money because it is the incomparable <laughs> sponsor thing. <laughs> so we're going to ask you to sponsor the podcast network. The the podcast member, not necessarily our yes. show, which no no no, I'm jo- I'm joking because it's just a funny thing because I've I've got it in my list of things to talk about, and I'm like, uh, where do I fit this after we say the show has been canceled or <laughs> before or? Like... <laughs> and we have uh, we have we have three sponsors, right? We have um, we have Midas Labs, mm, yes, mm-hmm. right, sure. and then we have uh, oh, actually, maybe we have four sponsors. I think we have four sponsors. We have Midas Labs, Edencore. Uh, oh yeah, Eden Core. Sure. Yeah, Ga- Galaxy, Galaxy One, Galaxy One, and the first Samsung phone. <laughs> oh, I was. You know what? I was crossing my fingers that you're going to nail my sponsor. Uh, I managed to get uh, Jordan Peele's Us, which opens in theaters on March 22nd, and <laughs> because uh, the sponsor is actually the the Jordan Peele Marathon that will be available in. Uh, <laughs> 2040. So uh, Hank's son will be the perfect age to go back in time and watch all of Jordan Peele's amazing horror movies. Nice. Wow, real yeah. sponsor. Yeah, that's nice. That's nice. I like yeah. that. 
Well, uh, I hope I, I, I hope I make it. I hope I make it to that. <laughs> oh, God. yeah. You, you may, you may not. It's unclear. I may uh, not. I may not. <laughs> let us kick things off, though, by talking about last week's episode, brothers and or sorry, no training day. <laughs> training I can day. Read. I can read. There we go. Brother, uh, training day. Brothers and sisters training day. That's what we keep Brothers and training it. day. Brothers and training. Brothers and training. Training day. Not to be confused with the movie training day. Uh, John, I think you're going to take us through that one on the uh, on the trademark Speedy TM side. Uh, okay. So I'll, if you want to do that, let's go. I will. Uh, I will read real fast. Uh, so the team finally goes through the SCPD training course. The sergeant doesn't seem to know that the actual history of the SCPD is just as cannon fodder, and they're <laughs> all seemingly annoyed except for Oliver, who says this has to work. Meanwhile, some thugs are shooting other thugs with bullets that cause their skin to melt off. That's a thing that happens. Laurel visits Bronze Tiger, Bronze Tiger in jail, and he tells her that Diaz has been killed, and he can tell her by who if she fast-tracks his release. She says she can't get him out any faster, so he says that he wants to see his son instead. The team has a lead on the chemical supplier for the, the flesh-melty bullets, and uh, Dinah says they have to suit up in police uniforms that are almost as bad as Argus's. <laughs> Dinah says to go in, but Oliver has a tactical problem with the situation. The situation goes south, and an officer gets shot. Oliver manages to blow up the supply of bullets, but the bad guys get away because Dinah chokes on her scream, and the SCPD... Wait. <laughs> Sorry. I got lost. <laughs> Totally yeah, it's okay. So, so did the writers. It's fine. <laughs> so sorry. It's cool. It's cool. <laughs> Chokes on a screen. And, oh, I was, I was I was right on it. It just didn't seem to make any sense. So. The bad guys get away, but because Dinah chokes on her scream, and the SCPD computer Felicity has has been forced has been she's been forced to use crashes. Back in the department, there's a big argument between Oliver and the sergeant. Felicity says they managed to retrieve the chemical bullet from the officer's vest, and the chemicals lead back to Midas Labs and their very evil-looking boss, James Midas. Never name your company after yourself. <laughs> Dinah says they need a warrant, and Oliver thinks they should go just go grab him. Now Oliver is chafing at the restrictions that the SCBD has put on them. Dinah gets a call saying that she's got the warrant, and Oliver heads off on his own to get Midas, who tries to call for help on his phone, but Felicity has hacked it. Everybody's doing the things that they're not supposed to do. Oliver gets an admission by threatening him, which will surely stand up in court, right? <laughs> so, of course, he gets let go by the mayor, uh, the, the bad guy, and uh, and she, the mayor puts the screws uh, on Dinah. And Laurel brings Bronze Tiger's son to him, and of course his name is Connor Hawk, which I think, did we know that? Does he say that? We knew that at the beginning, we definitely knew that at the beginning of the episode. (laughs) I knew that at the beginning of the episode, but I don't think I knew that beforehand. Tiger Tiger tells Dinah the person who killed Diaz was Emiko. Felicity has fixed up the bunker. She and Oliver let Diggle in on their secret uh, about the baby, and why they went to get Midas quickly, and Diggle makes some good points asking them how being in jail is going to help the the kid, and tells uh, them that uh, he needs to be tells Oliver that he needs to be something different, something better. Once again, adulthood takes over, and Oliver and Dinah apologize to each other. They figure out where Midas is probably just 
drawing the evidence, Oliver tells everyone to suit up, and it's not in their crappy SCPD uniforms, thank God. Midas issues orders to kill anyone who tries to stop them from getting rid of the chemicals. Fight, fight, fight. Dinah goes after Midas while the others secure the chemicals. He pulls a gun on her, and Oliver arrows him, and the SCPD shows up and cuffs him, because everybody's working together very well at the end of this episode. Diggle has a moment with Felicity, and he drops a hint about her security system, which we've already guessed. Laurel calls Emi- in Emiko and confronts her about killing Diaz. Emiko knows she's Black Siren. So many secrets being revealed. In the future, William and Mia are at a market looking at a- for a cassette player, as you do. William pays for one, but then has his, uh, his pocket picked and they confront the seller, but he threatens, uh, who sent the pickpocket, but he threatens to turn them into the SCPD. William tracks the guy's friends, and uh, tricks, the, tricks them into running off, and then they uh, get the goods. They play the tape, and Felicity leaves them some coordinates and says, get the hell out of Star City, and don't come looking for her, which, of course, they're going to ignore. The coordinates lead them over the wall into the glades. <gasps> <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, so I was, uh, I, I guess, you know, I was going into this thinking like, oh, yes, no, uh, this is, I figured out how clever that, uh, that, that the Bronze Tiger son is Connor Hawk, but apparently that was just common knowledge. I, does he, is he named here? I totally missed that if that was the case. Is he named, uh, is he named in the think she, I, I think he says Connor. Yeah, I think does he, he does. Okay. I yeah. did not come for me, even yeah. though later on somebody suggested it, and I was like, oh, yeah, that makes perfect sense. It skipped for me, too. I didn't get it until John said it, and then I'm like, oh, yeah, I knew that. The, but, from what yeah, it's worth, I did the, not. <laughs> the Arrowverse wiki has it basically as fact. Connor Hawk yeah. is the son of Ben Turner. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Right. yeah. I mean, I right. don't want to distress anybody, but uh, we don't do a lot of research on this show. So. It's, <laughs> it's, so weird. it's such a weird choice, though, because, of course, he is, we had the alternate future where we had connor hawk who was right. actually john diggles jr and was played by the same actor so yeah the multiverse exactly weird, it's I very guess. strange Whatever. yeah the multiverse is weird but it makes a lot more yeah. sense now why diggle may adopt this kid yes well we also yeah bad things may be in store for bronze tiger it seems <laughs> he's, like. yes he's genetically his son in a different universe <laughs> so it's yeah. fate. it's fate yeah oh have you guys uh, uh lila was on the flash and she uh on our behalf, yes. took a shot at them for rewriting John Jr. I did set. see that. That was yeah, she funny. did. She did. Yeah, I was like, "You go, Lila. You're the best." Good for ever her. Since she, ever since Lila showed <laughs> Thanks, up with that Barry. rocket, yeah, in the helicopter <laughs> with a rocket launcher in like season two, she's been my favorite. Don't don't run, Barry. Don't run. Don't run. Yeah. Slow uh, down, Barry. I was glad that this training day episode answered the question that I had asked the previous week on our show, where I was like, can these guys just run around as vigilantes and arrest people? Turns out there is some there is some protocol, I guess, or at least they need to, like, come to a compromise. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, I enjoyed that. Yeah. Yeah, and I was pleased that at the beginning it seemed like, oh, no, it's, I mean, because Dan and I had lunch this week. That's true. And I had only seen, like, two-thirds of the episode by the time we had lunch, and I was sort of down on it because I was thinking, oh, it's another setup for, like, an argument at the end. And, and no, I mean, they ended up handling it like adults. Like, we've enjoyed this whole season, and so it was yeah. uh, it was pleasant. So I watched it all in one shot, and I think I didn't get over that down spike. Uh I I didn't 
it didn't do anything for me. It was fine that they got over oh, really? it. It was fine that they overcame the thing, but it felt like, uh, and I'm going quickly on this because we've got a, a better one to talk about or yep. a more interesting one. Um, I felt that uh, it, it did a bit of the cookie cutter thing, which was uh, villain of the week, fail, regroup, work as a team, win. Yeah. And yeah. then typically we've True. got a bunch of fallout from that where people have lied but they wrapped it all up nicely and in that way it was it was nice but it but it did feel like i hit these beats and let's just yeah the the, let's just get this one in the can you know the the so what i liked about this episode was i liked the idea of them having to work with the cops i like the character moments there as oliver tries to get to work and everybody struggles with that stuff the plot of tracking down the dude with the bullets totally irrelevant don't really care about that at all um yeah. yeah i liked uh the i liked the black tiger laurel subplot i thought that was interesting especially it was good to yes. go back to him because oliver did make him a promise i was hoping they would not just be like yeah whatever let's forget about that yeah um, no and he's great anytime yeah. that he's on screen i'm happy i like i like michael j white he's yeah. he's good yep um and i liked um uh the emiko reveal is interesting uh in terms of her having killed uh ricardo diaz because as i mentioned to john before he'd seen the end of the episode you know i think we all expected diaz to stick around for a while especially because he was credited as a uh, series regular for the season although he is no longer in the in the cast list um and to me suggests that perhaps emiko is at least if not our big bad she may be (laughs) in some way a bad uh well she's so, definitely a bad right right, but, uh, right but what's his name uh dante uh milton he's the ultimate he's the ultimate man behind has, the scenes there right but yeah. i think he may not be i think he may be another faint in terms of like there's no emotional weight to this character that we have never heard of dante and we've Zero. met once right yeah but true emiko as a conflict could be an interesting one uh mm. especially because you know especially in light of Here's the, where we now know the shows are going uh well maybe we should save it save it for conspiracy yeah. corner that yeah totally fine um okay yeah don't forget that because i've got something I, I, to it say it only about just occurred too. to me so i better write it down yeah, yeah <laughs> so i'll forget too. it i'll forget <laughs> it by the time <laughs> we get there i'm also scribbling down something uh, yeah. we also do finally learn that dinah as we all suspected dinah's canary cry doesn't is lost with the damage yeah. to her throat uh and oh we also learned as i uh was sort of hinting to molts when we had lunch that mia is short for <laughs> you guys could you just stop rubbing it in that you had lunch together <laughs> lunch without guy without <laughs> yeah guy. i was i was not there there was, I a, was, you're welcome. There was a cardboard you're, you're completely welcome we would have uh... yeah we had a cardboard stand-up of guy <laughs> uh, we should have nice of you to say i borrowed the ollie stand-up <laughs> from the comic-con and we just put the guy's face on it that's what we did yeah i was sucking in my gut a lot to fit into that little uniform. <laughs> uh but yeah so uh mia's mia's name is short for moira so we learned that as well uh it yeah. also rhymes i, I with did thea. love that that was a really nice touch yeah it rhymes yeah. with thea and mia dearden i believe is a is one of the speedies in the comics yes uh yeah. chronology so sticking with our Sticking with our tie-ins. Yeah, Mir Dearden is uh, Kate Bishop's sister. <laughs> I'm thinking on that one. <laughs> yes, just don't. Huh. Just keep moving. I don't know, uh, yeah. We need a laugh track is what we need. <laughs> I do. I need a laugh track. The Speedy Rowcast is filmed in front of a live studio <laughs> audience. <laughs> Whoa. Uh, any, other, any other major things to talk about in this episode? 
I think you we covered sort of the high points, and I know there's probably yeah, more, but yeah. we have other stuff to talk about. Yep. Yeah, I haven't watched it since last week either. Yeah. Uh, Dig looks better in the in the uniform in that police uniform than he did previously in anything. Yeah. Oh, but I'm yeah, glad the police uniforms are. Gone. I, I, I mean, like. I'm this. hoping those police uniforms are gone as well. Yeah. Yeah. I, me I, too. I, I, I like the sergeant, but I would have. I would have given almost anything to have that be Pike yelling at them about what they were going to do. <laughs> Pike's uh, earned it. You yeah, know? Yeah, so, yeah. I, I did. Uh, I like that. They came to the compromise of like, look, we're still going to use all stuff. Cause you know, honestly, yeah. I, as ridiculous as the arrows are at the same time, it's like, is that, is it really that much worse than getting shot with a gun? Like, is it really right. that different? What difference? Yeah. Right. What difference does it make? I think it's kind of academic at that point. Yeah. Right. Yeah. If you're going to shoot yeah. people, it doesn't really matter if you use an arrow or a gun. Use what you're shooting you them use. with. It's fine. Yeah. Uh, it's also, look, what's the point? Why don't like, why have these guys? What? Like, yeah. Right. If you're just going to use, if they're not going to do their super skills, like why Sa- bother? Sapphire you know? bullets yeah. of pure love. That's what you should <laughs> yes. shoot them with. Reference acknowledged. Um, <laughs> uh should we do a really quick um a really quick uh ritual on that one? Oh yeah i guess we should yeah john uh, uh, uh yeah i guess give it a thumbs up i mean i mean i there was give it, it wasn't my favorite it certainly wasn't my f- uh yeah i'm sorry what, what wow. did i say that's, that's, uh, <laughs> what show is this again that. i'm sorry i thought it was a uh, thought it was like on the aisle um it's uh it's a it's a biff it, there's some things that are not great about it, but like I like seeing Bronze Tiger, and I, I like it. I always like it when people act like adults, and they act like adults at the end and manage to save the situation. Um, so I like it. I like it well enough. All right, guy. Uh, you guys have lifted my spirits a bit. I think I just was not feeling it when I watched it last week. Uh, I was tempted to give it an Alex. Uh, but uh, but I'm gonna go John Jr. Upgrade John Jr. because okay. all of the things that you like about it, <laughs> wow, I do like about it. I think it's uh, I, maybe when I watched it, I just wasn't feeling it. Or uh, in comparison, in relief with the other episodes, it felt a, it let me down a little. Uh, but yeah, it's it's a John Jr. for me. Okay, okay, I think I I am with Moltz in that I think I am just tipped over to the to the Biff side of the fence. But I would agree that it is probably one of the weaker episodes this season, mainly because this season has been really yeah. quite good on the, on the so whole. So it's been really good. Yeah. Right. Just to be clear, I am not offended by this. So okay. good. <laughs> I'm glad. <laughs> by this episode or our ratings? Well. Or both. I'm a little offended about the lunch thing, to be honest. But well, no. That was, that was the goal. <laughs> That's, we knew that. Yeah. We were shooting for that. Uh, all right. Well, let us move on then to a quick recap of season seven, episode sixteen, Star City twenty forty, which, as you might be surprised to learn, takes place mainly in twenty forty. What? I thought that was the address. <laughs> it's the zip code. <laughs> it's like Beverly Hills nine hundred two one zero nine hundred two forty zero two zero four zero. It doesn't quite have the same. Doesn't like trip off the tongue quite. Uh, I'll do a quick recap on this one. Uh, We start off with a horror movie, almost pulled from Jordan Peele, scene where we go through a cabin in the woods. People are screaming. Uh, It's just Felicity giving birth. Um, (laughs) (laughs) That's all. That's it. Uh, We get a quick montage of Mia growing up being trained by Nyssa uh, with Felicity watching. Uh, Oliver, notably absent for all of this. Um, we, uh, eventually Nissa tells her, you're ready. That's her only line. They brought in Katrina Law for one line. 
<laughs> and a bunch of sparring. Uh, Mia comes home, can't find uh, her mom, uh, and eventually Felicity appears and says she's been talking to Smoke Tech. We learn that Mia is not allowed to go into the city and has never been in the city. She's grown up in this small town somewhere. We don't know where. Um, they Bloomfield. Yeah. They have some... That's what they, they said, Bloomfield. We don't know what that is, but okay. that's where they said All right. Yeah. Uh, we see some uh, more discussion about sort of Felicity not going into work, etc. Later on, Mia is doing some practice archery in the house. Cool. Uh, <laughs> shoots, don't do this, kid. She shoots through a picture of Felicity and Oliver, rich with subtext. Uh, and it triggers a secret door into behind which she finds a computer with a bunch of files on it, including a picture of William. Trips an alarm, uh, and Felicity runs in and defuses it, and they have a big fight. And uh, Mia says that she doesn't even know who her mom is anymore. She can't believe she was like kind of like a vigilante. She must be bad. So she runs off to Star City, and she's going to find herself there. Uh, while she's There's something in- deeply disturbing. Every generation goes, goes through the whole same cycle of like yep pretty much uh she gets her uh black star tattoo because of something her mom said about dying stars and learns about cage fighting meanwhile uh, we don't know exactly when that is but the guess seems to be a probably a couple years few years before our actual flash forward events um since she is now an established uh cage fighter etc etc so we go, jump back to our main plot line with the in the future where she and William are breaking into the glades, climbing up the walls. William hacks the security system to make them invisible. Uh, meanwhile, Dinah goes to get intel from the cops on Felicity's murder, and the uh, her cop uh, contact reveals that Eden Corps, an agent I don't believe we've heard of this organization so far, which supposedly was gone, is uh, had paid off the the cops to sort of. Uh, cover up felicity's not death uh by pinning her murder on etc other people uh there's something about nuking cities here i didn't really quite get that we also learned that the company galaxy one is just a front for eden core uh roy has a bit of a fly off the handle moment and beats the crap out of that cop for some reasons that we're not really privy to at this point I just i didn't yeah I, I assume that was dropping a plot point for at some point later maybe he's still got some mirakuru in him well that's yeah that's what i was wondering that's what i was thinking um let's see william and mia decide they are going to uh, sneak into galaxy one william is using his position as a ceo uh to sort of try to get mia in even though she's worried that her her dna will will pinpoint her as the children of fugitives um william gets through the detector but mia is not so lucky unfortunately they are saved by the appearance of agent connor hawk who works for Nightwatch, uh which is apparently the quote good version of argus unquote um <laughs> we also start to get the idea that she, he and mia had a uh, a relationship um they discover their they think there are sub levels that they need the ceo's dna to get in so mia and william have to steal it Meanwhile, Dinah, Zoe, and Roy return to their little hideout, and Renee is waiting for them. He is tries to explain how he is saving the city. They're going to blow it up, sure, but they're going to evacuate everybody. It'll be fine. Uh, Zoe has some harsh words for her dad about how he used to be a hero, etc., etc. Uh, William distracts the Galaxy CEO, whose name is Dale, I think. Kevin Dale. Um, yeah. While Mia uses a swab to get his DNA off the coffee cup. They break into the sublevels. Um, 
Mia has this has, finds out when uh, William is talking about how his company got started that he was backed by a mysterious investor who she is pretty sure is Felicity. Uh, Connor and Mia beat the crap out of a bunch of guards. It's a pretty good fight scene. <laughs> Uh, yeah. They find Felicity in a cell, who is very upset because she told them not to come, uh, and there's a cache of bombs in the building. <laughs> so they get Felicity out, have a, uh, she and William have a tearful reunion, and then William and Felicity decide, William decides to team up with Felicity to go and try to defuse the bombs. Mia has had enough, decides she's not going to be a hero. Uh, and so she and Connor stay. Uh, they go through the rest of the tunnels and meet up with Roy and Dinah and Zoe who are also here to defuse the bombs. Mia and Connor show up again uh, after Connor gives her a pep talk about deciding to be her own person, etc. Felicity, we learn, had to infiltrate Eden Core by pretending to be the calculator. Uh, we also get a choice Spider-Man <laughs> quote from Connor Hawk, which, yeah. uh, that's the way this, that's the way we roll. I was glad he at least, like, you know, yeah, put a tag on it acknowledged it. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Connor also... It is, it is funny how, like, the DC stuff will acknowledge marvel it's like pepsi talking about Coke. yeah exactly exactly <laughs> um connor also talks about how he's proud of his parents even though they put other people before him but the team's all back together they go in to get the bombs the bombs are gone renee shows up and says the attack is happening tonight timed with the fireworks and that the trigger is controlled by the fidget cube that the ceo has yeah uh they go to this party where everybody's dressed up like renaissance mask <laughs> conveniently people. sure uh and they hack the nanotech in the clothes to try and identify which one is dale <laughs> that's fine whatever it's the future you can get away with a lot more in the future uh, is it <laughs> it's the future yeah it's like 20 What's years what, from now. 21 years from now yeah maybe there's nanotech in clothes who cares uh mia follows dale inside she gets surrounded in the office she blows up the lights and fight fight fights her way through everybody she's also a pretty good fight scene although it has become much more apparent at times when they have to use stunt doubles because they do face blurring on them to make sure you don't realize it's not the person. And they turn, and they turn the lights down. And they turn the lights down. Uh, Mia shoots, uh, runs out in the crowd uh, to follow Dale after she beats up all the guards. She shoots the cube through the crowd using the bow and arrow. Uh, Renee is forced essentially to make a statement pinning the attack on the vigilantes so that they can attempt to take down Galaxy One from the inside. Dale, meanwhile, wants to take the Archer security system global using some sort of Google Glass helmet. Um, <laughs> Felicity, uh, back at the at the bunker, or the, the temporary bunker, Felicity uh, has to have a chat with uh, Mia, who is still not entirely on board. Dale questions Renee a little bit, but seems to be uh, uh, not really uh, sure whether or not to trust him. We don't know. We also learned something about the city... Uh, having turned on Felicity and Oliver, uh, which we don't entirely know about at this point, and Felicity cops to Mia that she is kind of responsible for this whole mess as we jump back to our present timeline in which Felicity turns on the Archer system, and it's basically Alexa? <laughs> yeah. I guess? <laughs> Bad Alexa. Bad Alexa. Well, so Alexa, yes. Yeah. So, this is our flash forward episode uh, in which we learn a lot, except we don't learn certain really important things, such as where is Oliver Queen in all of this? Is there Damn. any possibility that he is not dead? Because he sure totally, seems dead. Totally not in this episode. Yeah, uh, he's in one scene. He's in the scene at the very beginning when Felicity has the baby, and that's it. We never see him again after that. Oh, that's right. That's oh, right. Yeah, that's I even right. forgot about that. 
Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. man. I, I, I was really sure that this was one that finally that they didn't have him in it. But yeah, I guess. I wonder yeah. if he contractually has to at least I think it face. might be because be, <laughs> there's been a couple of episodes gets, that didn't. He walks away with his, with his big paycheck. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, it's the same with, same with like, me on this show. Yeah. <laughs> Except the paycheck yeah. part. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, uh, there's a lot. A lot going on here. You know, uh, I, I have to say I've enjoyed the flash forward uh, storyline in the future, in part because it's fun to see all our uh, many of our favorite characters in kind of different contexts. The aging makeup runs the gamut from pretty good. Uh, I think yeah. Roy and Roy and Felicity, Renee, I think, get the best oh. of it. Felic- I thought Felicity's yes. was pretty poor, honestly. Oh, I, I did. Oh, I, I, well, sorry, it was I, so I, light. It was very light. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I, 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 God bless Emily Bedrickards and her. I'm sure very good genetics, but I was extremely skeptical that 20 years from now, she, yeah, she, yeah. yeah. They, gave, they basically gave him mom hair. Yes, but, uh, they gave her hair, and there's well, a little they, bit they, of wrinkle, like, you know, cling on, cling on forehead ridges. Yeah, that too. was the problem. Yeah, yeah. The, the wrinkle stuff. Yeah. It looks a little too fake. Dinah's is they, okay. Yeah. I put her in the middle. Roy's was worse this time than it was earlier in the season. I kind of noticed it more when I saw the close-ups. Um, I kind of like Renee's. Like, I just like that they part well, his hair. Well, Renee's is heavy. Watch his hairline. Watch his and, hairline. And, yeah. and, and, they, and they called that out, too, though. Yeah. yeah. I, At I some mean, point, like, think Dinah says, you got, you got all the age, but none of the, the, oh, none none of the, the wisdom. wisdom. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, I, it's fine. It, it, this, is, this is a show on a budget that is doing the best yeah. it can. To yeah, yeah. Its, I'm, its not, yeah I'm not worried about that. It's no, uh, yeah. it's no Marvel de-aging everybody with CGI. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> and that's fine. That's completely fine. Um, yeah, so a uh, lot to unpack here. Uh, I had to look up Nightwatch, which is in the comics and is apparently a division of the DEO in the comics. Oh, oh that's cute. Yeah, so... For just our readers at home, DEO is the uh, the secret organization on Supergirl. Yeah, so Nightwatch right. is, according to the Wikipedia anyways, Nightwatch is the military arm of the DEO. Uh, and yeah. Nightwatch operatives wore armor that resembled the suits worn by Checkmate agents. We've—I don't think we've ever seen Checkmate in any of these. Which always Checkmate would be know. cool. It would be cool. I'm surprised that we uh, that they haven't tapped that. It seems like a rich vein. I wonder if somebody owns it. Yeah. Well, may, well maybe it, they were DC, but maybe it's like right. But maybe they sold off. Yeah, right, like some point, is it know? is it is it Batman or no? no it, it was like uh, no. It it's, was like a, it's uh, a spy agency. Yeah, it was very much uh, uh, Amanda Waller operation oh okay okay yeah i'm trying to find you the uh, it is in man. fact okay originally set up by amanda into... waller it sounds yeah. like under yeah. to serve as the as a quasi independent branch of task force x yeah i, I just always like their costumes because they look like well the the knights are basically the field agents right yeah and they look they just look cool they've got like a very cool look to them yep so i i think that's oh, well potentially for the future um yeah. Yeah, so we've got what fascinates me the most about this episode, and I'll tie in a little bit to what we talked about, uh, you know, up front in terms of the show coming to an end, is in some ways it reads as a pilot for another show. <laughs> yes. In fact, that was my major sort of note about this is that it feels like they've made Mia out to be uh, the next arrow in yeah. a way. And I, I, I kind of started getting that vibe a couple weeks ago. Because yeah. of the fact that we've got Mia and William, and William is basically, you know, Felicity, and yeah. right, Mia is Oliver, and they are have a little time, a uh, little crime fighting team. Um, and as I mentioned 
and maybe on this show and definitely to John at one point, the uh, Catherine McNamara who plays Mia, like she was like a series lead on like a show over on Freeform, I want to say, but like a fairly popular show, I think that is now coming to an end, which also struck me as just sort of to, to play a little inside baseball, like, well, right. if you're looking for someone to lead a new show, uh, she seems right. like she could be a potential candidate. Um, I like I liked her a lot better in the, like I've liked her all along, but I felt like this episode finally gave her some meat to dig into. And well, I mean, yeah, we get to see her train with Auntie Nissa. Who, like, <laughs> so I think I just I stepped on your joke twice now, John, and I'm sorry. No, no, uh, no, that's fine. It's fine. I didn't do that recap, so I would I would have dropped it in the recap. Okay, I'm, I'm sorry. Um, I fell down on this one, but that that gives her immediate credibility, right? Yeah, I mean, but also, I mean, sure. like, just talking about the actress too. Like, I, I've, oh, I've yeah. been kind of. I'm sure. I'm sure she spent. I'm sure she also spent five years of her childhood in a, on a deserted island somewhere. <laughs> well, we don't really yeah. get. You know, there's some allusion to the fact that this is what Felicity trained her for, and yet it's kind of a weird dynamic where it's like, well, Felicity's training her to to essentially take care of herself, even though she doesn't want her living like a vigilante hero lifestyle. And she's very opposed to a vigilante hero lifestyle, even though she's been trained for it, Uh, which is a weird dynamic for her to be in. And there's also the whole question of like, again, what is the impetus behind Felicity being like, oh, she's got to be trained from like day one, right? Like something has happened. Where is Oliver? Where is Oliver? And and is that the reason? Just based on, I'm thinking about the timing now, right? Because we just found out Felicity's pregnant. We probably got, you know, so this, the events that we saw there with her giving birth are, you know, a matter of months away, which also suggests, you know, as we've sort of guessed in the past, uh, the show is set to conclude right around the time that uh, Crisis is supposed to happen. (laughs) And we know that Oliver made a deal with the Monitor in Crisis, which suggests that he may not survive the Crisis. Which timing wise, again, so and would tie and in. if we do if we do that, I mean, she was mm, how long has she been pregnant? That we really don't really know, but <sighs> probably it's she's makes a comment in the training day episode about whether or not she's showing. So probably okay. she's still like okay. first trimester. But there, you know, with with some fudging, you would expect that maybe she would deliver in November, right? Sweeps week. Yes. So what? He was away for <laughs> what six months for about a thousand counts of aggravated assault and about three hundred murders. Uh, so that would make her what three months into the season? She be like, how does the timing work out in terms well, of? Well, we found out pregnant? she was pregnant what two weeks ago. Well, when we found out and when she could possibly have mm. got pregnant are different things, right? One yes. would presume that would it it. But I'm, it yeah. would have been right with, after with, he got out of prison. That would seem the most logical. Oh, is that what we're thinking? Okay, that's what I'm thinking. Oh yeah, yeah. He's yeah. been out for. A I'm couple not thinking. I'm not thinking. Yeah, that's before. Okay, okay, okay. Somebody yes. else. Oh, I'm okay. not thinking. Also, that it was like, oh, no, 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 no. I don't think it was. <laughs> no, no, I don't think it was somebody else or anything. I was just trying to figure out the plot. And yeah, you're right. It makes sense. Like, hey, welcome home, Molly. And, right. Uh, right. Well, yeah. and also, I think they they, allu- I, they allude to the if fact... If I were married, Oliver, that's what I'd do. <laughs> yeah, me too. Yeah. I would also get pregnant. Uh, I'd be that excited. <laughs> super, super pregnant. Yeah. Uh, they also alluded to, uh, I think, when she's talking to both John and, and or Laurel about it, that they're not telling people because it's kind of early, which suggests right. prior to three months. 
That's what, okay. That's what yeah. I sorry. Thinking. Yeah, I forgot right. about that little. I forgot about that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So there's yeah. some, probably sense. a little bit yeah. of fudging, but yes, I think they're roughly on. So my yeah, yeah. So that's why my guess is like no is November. Yeah. Yep. That sounds about right. Um, yeah. And Scorpio. Woo, yeah. Represent. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So um, I I find I'm I hope we're over Mia's sort of petulant phase because I f- was kind of getting tired of it. Um, and it seemed like it uh, to me, it's stretched in this episode, yeah, for a lot of it, just kind of like, okay, okay, we know you're upset, you know, you're but you're yeah. you know, every single scene is like Mia's upset, and it was just, yeah, it seemed I, like it went on a little, it went on a little long. I agree, I, I think part of the struggle they had there is that she's kind of upset about like a multitude of different things, and they kind of lump it all together, like because she has to have like yeah. a similar. Like one hat, one like hashing out with William, hashing out with Connor, and then hashing out with Felicity. When like there are some different things, like oh, I'm upset that you know every, everyone's a hero or whatever, and then I don't want to do this, and then she's upset with Felicity, like my mom lied to me, and it's like those are connected but different issues, but they also kind of feel samey. I agree. Yeah, yeah. They seem uh, the characters seem more uh, elastic. I mean, she snapped back a lot quicker than we typically would have seen which seems to be a scene uh, a theme this season yeah well it, it also raises the question of i'm curious to know if the flashbacks are, are we going to see basically the rest of the season is taking down eden core slash galaxy one is that is that or are they going to step back from the flashback like i'm very curious about how they treat it because it feels like it came to a certain degree of resolution because the whole thing with the flashbacks was we're looking for felicity and now we have found felicity and we have reassembled you know our team and it feels like again if you were positioning this as a backdoor pilot that would be sort of like the premise of this show and then you would go have that show elsewhere but now we still have like eight episodes left or something yeah <laughs> Hey John, do you want to uh, do you want to open the door on Conspiracy Corner? I do. Hang on a second. Wow, that was some quality foley work. <laughs> <laughs> it's an actual door. <laughs> that was, that's that better than close it though. It's <laughs> way better than the door sound. You don't know what I, will come in. Way, way better than the, <laughs> the door sound effect I put in last time. Yeah, I did appreciate that. Uh, yeah, but you, man, that was the most. That was the highest production quality we've had in the show ever. <laughs> you should see our old age makeup. It's yeah, just yeah. sometimes. Sometimes it's just a door. <laughs> 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 Hold on, um, let me walk over so, to Conspiracy Corner. Uh, yeah. My, away, my, my theory that I came up with as we were talking about this episode is is that, um, because you were asking who's who's sort of the big bad here, is um, is it Dante, is it is it Emiko, who is it? And uh, my theory is that maybe it's Archer. Uh, the spy from the cartoon series. Yes, exactly. <laughs> no, the the yeah. the the AI that That's they point. somehow realize that maybe the AI is like not a good idea. <laughs> that could be part of it. I, Which, I mean, I definitely uh, yeah. think, I definitely think that is a major plot thread. Part of me is wondering if Dante's like organization is Eden Core, but like maybe it's too early for that. That's what I was thinking. It could be. No, I do that think makes sense. Yeah, I do think there's a certain AI issue going on. Plus, it's also. Uh, it's a bit of a Terminator thing, right? Like, uh, uh, sort of precursor technology developed, yeah, and while right, you're seeing it in right. the future at the same time. 
I just wonder if that's too sci-fi a concept for this. Like, I it seems a little out of character for the show. Well, they still have some time to get. I don't know. I mean, to develop that a little bit more because, like we like you said, there's like eight episodes left. Oh, sure. Yeah. I just I wondered if it seemed like you know a little too Ultron instead of uh, the Arrow villains tend to have a very human face on them. I find. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know. That's a possibility. But I mean, maybe the face of this is hubris or fear, like Felicity's hubris or fear. Yeah, right. Yeah, I mean, that's right. That's her own fault for for being so. And then ties into, I guess, the thing that you know, I I sort of bug me, but actually think maybe it would bring a nice culmination to that is the fact that she's spent most of this season being afraid of things. Yeah. True. Yeah. It's a another very it's also a very Tony Stark Ultron that, thing. I was right? gonna say that's basically <laughs> yeah, Ultron. Yeah. Well, you know. Yeah. <laughs> themes, it's themes. not the first time they've referenced Marvel. Yeah, sure. No. Sure. So my my thing that I came up with while we were talking is and I I it's not fully fleshed out at all, but uh I thought maybe Merlin is the guy behind uh Dante's Inferno thing mm. going on. Uh, and, and he won't be revealed this season, but it will wrap up until the end of the you, show. Yeah. You'd think like, that he I, would I come think, back I think, at the end of the show. Yeah, I think Dante's a cutout. Especially after what Dan said about him. Yeah, because he, so like, he hasn't been developed at all. Right, Zero. we had him like hinted at for a long time, but like yeah. you know, we've only met him once, and right. I agree, he seems yeah. very disposable. He seems like the kind of guy, you know, remember when we had um, uh, Michael Emerson? Uh, yeah. and was yes. like oh yeah Michael Everson he's the big bad nope he's not actually the big bad like he feels a little yeah. bit like that where it's like you know sure Adrian Paul has a certain amount of like cachet in terms of like you know cult fandom behind him but he's not like a big name or something and I agree well that- he's less developed they- than the AI we oh, know yeah, less about him than the AI so, I agree you know. yes we don't right, really know what right. his motivations I are think that's, I yeah. think that's the more important thing is that uh, he hasn't been developed as much and the, and sort of like what they did with um, Diaz too right. I mean they they, de- they didn't really develop him that much and then he suddenly became the big bad but then they kept him and and then he had sort of an ignominious end so he really wasn't—he really wasn't a big bad. He was a bad guy. He was a pretty strong bad guy, but he wasn't like—he never like, had a huge well finish. I mean, the whole—the whole end of last season was kind of his, you know, yeah, his big I guess moment. So, but I never, but you know, they did—they didn't get him. They didn't catch him, and they didn't kill right, him. Right? Yeah. Until the midway through this season. Right. Yeah, but no. even then, they didn't. They didn't have the satisfaction of getting him, really. Which I didn't. The prison, you know what? The prison I, got all blowed up, and you know. But yeah, I no, but I, you know, I do like that he. I mean, we talked about it a little bit because I think that was one of the, in the last episode we did where we talked about him just sort of <laughs> unceremoniously being murdered at the end. Yeah. And yeah, I was kind of okay with that because I felt like I it was, was too. It was. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, don't yeah, get yeah, me wrong. I, I mean, my, my his, point. But I get your point. My point is just that he's, and to me, the the big bad has to do with, you know, sort of uh, their personal cachet as well as where they fit into a story arc. Sure. And he had some personal cachet, but he, like, he, his story arc was very, like, oddly yes, positioned. I, I would agree with that. He almost, la- he, he was essentially, it's fascinating, actually, when you look at it, he was essentially a one-season bad guy 
but he was just started in midway through a season and then left mm-hmm. midway through the next season. So right. like, rather than being yep. lined up with a season, yep. he he overlapped. Yep. Um, right. Which is an intriguing way of handling that. But yeah, yeah, it's, and, it's, and, it's and I'm, I'm okay. I'm okay with that. Yeah. That's I think that's fine. I mean, I just you know think that he's not like a traditional big. No, I, I agree. Um, I like the idea of Mal- of Merlin showing up again. Although I am a little skeptical that they will go back to the well. Uh, but I love John Barrow. I don't know. We'll never say bad. I don't know. These the 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 show current showrunners seem to like the well. I mean, like yeah. they like the 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 classics. Sure. Well, yeah. they like the well and they respect the well. Yes. Like it's. I think if they're going to go back and dip into that, they're going to make sure the uh, the hot tub's nice and warmed up before they. <laughs> you know, it's not going to be soupy. It's going to be all clean and nice. Will it make you hot? Will it make you wet? Exactly. Um, Could be. <laughs> uh but yeah i don't i mean i don't know about that Merlin thing but i think that that between him and uh slade but slade feels like he's burnt out not burnt out but um he's redeemed we've redeemed him we've we've basically redeemed him right like we can't bring him back and be like now i'm gonna destroy you i don't don't, know i don't know if that's necessarily true of merlin he said he did sacrifice himself at the for thea right the last time we saw him which was yeah but for all we know there's a uh one of those uh Sarlacc pits on the uh on the (laughs) island and he and he regenerated himself and he's he's, been digested and he's now a mad there's oh, a, yeah. there's an easy there's some way to get him off. I'm of not that. saying you couldn't get him off of that. My yeah. point was just there's like, an easy way to get him off. The, of that. We spent that a long time with his. We spent what a are lot they of time. Lazarus pits. That's uh, I mean yeah. I knew it wasn't so like, but you know what I mean. Like maybe he crawls into a Lazarus pit on the island and comes out a mad maniac with two hands, and uh, <laughs> you know, and he's been manipulating. That's right. I forgot for, he for lost a, while. a hand. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I I just yeah. I don't. I'm less convinced. I'm less concerned with how do you get him back than I. Am with is there still an interesting, what's the point is there still an interesting right. story to tell with him yeah, uh, yeah. and you mm-hmm. know i think it would give you some closure and 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 so with like the show coming to an end like yeah i can right. definitely see that right. yeah now because what i i i uh, you know what let's wrap this up and then talk about the the what we predict for the next season because i think we're about to get there yeah unless uh, you guys have other stuff to there's stuff we could talk about, but I don't think there's anything super important. I will say I liked the, the dynamic between um uh all the all the, the young kids. I actually think that Connor and Mia and William are are a fun group. I kind of enjoyed them. I would say yeah, I'd say it holds its own, yeah. Um and Yeah, it grew it grew on me this episode. Previously I yeah. just well, we hadn't, I was spent okay lot, with it. we hadn't spent exactly. a lot of time with them, and, and so we didn't yep. really get a chance for them to figure out, like, who they were as right. characters. But giving them a whole episode, like, I, and I think we've all been really impressed with the actor who plays William. Um, yeah, and he's good. I think yes. He's still really good in this episode. I enjoy his, yes. his, you know, attempts at bluffing, and I do like the bit where they, he and Flissy, when they're reunited, they start talking tech stuff, and Mia's like, oh, great, there's two of you now. Like, yeah. I, I kind of <laughs> he seems that. to be getting more comfortable as... I mean, as he has more familiar people to uh, bounce off as an actor. Yeah. Like, he's had more scenes with these people now, and you can tell that it's... Yeah. They have a, they there's have a rhythm more. there, right? Things yeah. are going yeah, yeah, well. Yeah. Yeah. But he's always had such a solid foundation because he's such a good yeah. representation of young William, and and he's just a good actor, too. Yeah. yeah. Agreed. So. You know what? Like, yeah, let's actually tip our hats to that, because he's taking the work of a young actor who does a pretty good job, given his age. Yeah. And he's he's... He's growing that up into like what that what that character would be fully grown, right. and that's got to be a tough thing to do. 
Yeah, yeah, agree. And I, I mean, and I would say that the, the I think the young actor has had a hard job because he's constantly being um, r- written so much younger than he actually is. Right. Well, very much so. Yeah. It's, it certainly seems like we may not see him again, or at least not see him in any significant capacity, given yeah. that. You know, we know that William hasn't seen them for like twenty yeah, years. Yeah, we've effectively right. been He's told been that raised by his grandparents. Yeah. Right. So we may yeah. see him in passing, like you know, Oliver. I'm guessing, you know, there might be a scene where Oliver sees him and like is you know standing off in the shadows and being like no i'm not he's got a good life here i'm not gonna mess with that or something like that that's my prediction. well i mean yeah the monitor's gonna bring his mom back so it's gonna be okay <laughs> <laughs> uh but yeah we should move on to the uh unless there's anything else you guys want to say about this quick ritual do the on, on this one john um uh, i'll go ahead and give it another Biff, I'm leaning a little bit more towards Alex on this one, but I'm going to go Biff. Yeah, not Alex. Okay. Um, okay. Ju- uh, junior. John, uh, junior. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm going to go Biff too, but mostly because I gave the other one a John Junior, but I had more fun this time. <laughs> so again, I think I may be grading on like a how did you perform the last time out, and like a, you know, rating on yeah. that a bit. But uh, right, it's like yeah, it's pretty good. I, I, there's definitely sections I liked, and uh, for a show I, I, that. that, that... <laughs> I I really had to roll my eyes about the like the, you know she has to bump into everybody in order to figure out who they. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's like... a so there's a bunch of silly things, but one thing that I sort of do admire about it is that uh, this is an episode of a show that we watch week by week mm-hmm. for characters that we know well, and basically very few of them appeared in the in the manner that we expect them to in this episode, mm-hmm. and they still mm-hmm. managed to pull it off. And for that, I kind of salute them for the yeah the. Uh, the guts to do it and the you know the degree that they pulled it off i thought it was pretty good i i you know a guy guy, i I was exactly what i was going to say which is it's a it's difficult coming into a show seven years in and doing an episode that manages to both be a recognizable episode of the show that you have watched for seven years and yet kind of wholly unlike any of that right by uh entirely rostered different characters different settings like it is a very different feeling show but it still maintains the core of what makes Arrow Arrow, and I think that is pretty tough to do. And I, you know, even where I'm not grading on the curve, I think I mostly, you know, I, I was pretty positive on this episode. So I give it a a less hesitant Biff than John's. Uh, okay. <laughs> That's fine. That's fine. I like. I love the way that we like emphatically designed. Or I emphatically designed an incredibly stupid rating system because ratings don't matter. And every week we try to put more and more nuance into it. <laughs> I give this a Connor we're, Hawk. We're gonna, have, we're gonna have like we're gonna have is it a is it a five star Biff or is it a <laughs> I give this right, one a Connor right, Hawk, right. but not the but the alternate universe Connor Hawk where he is John Diggle Jr. Uh, right, yeah. So it's not a John Jr. It's a Connor Hawk, which is better than a John Jr. But not as good as yeah, nothing. Nothing as good as a Biff. That's the thing. <laughs> that's the one thing we can all agree on. Yeah. Dan, is there something you'd like to tell us about the Incomparables membership week? Why, yes, John, I'm so glad that you asked. This is the very time of year when we remind you, fine readers, about how you can support this podcast by becoming a member of The Incomparable. You can sign up for a monthly or an annual pledge and support this podcast directly. Here is what you do. Go to theincomparable.com slash members and sign up. You'll then be asked to pick the shows on the network you'd like to support. If you check the box for TV, some of your contribution will come to us. 
after a few fees are taken out it's divided up with all the other tv shows we all we split it in a big pool that we swim around in like it's money if you listen to other podcasts it's a dirty dirty pool of money it's really not sanitary if you listen to other podcasts on the incomparable network you can also check the boxes for those shows and your contribution gets shared equally by all of the shows that you want to support and you get something out of this this isn't just for us this is for all of us as a thank you for supporting us members receive lots of extras there is exclusive bonus audio there's a bootleg podcast where you can hear episodes of shows right after they're recorded without having to wait for those pesky edited versions to arrive And there's a members-only community on Slack that many of us hang out in. Since this is pledge season, many of the shows on the network will be posting bonus episodes just for members. Hey, what do you guys think about doing a bonus episode just for members? I guess so. All right, that's fine. I'm glad I really (laughs) pissed your arm on that one. Seems like what we got to do. All right. Well, we will be doing a special bonus episode that features us talking about a surprise. Uh, and you'll be able to listen to it if you are an incomparable member. So, of course, you should probably go sign up. There are contribution levels at $5, $10, and $20 per month, and annual equivalents are available as well. If you're already a member, it's easy to increase your pledge to a higher level and get some special goodies in return, and you can always reallocate which shows that you want to support. So if you'd like to support us, go to theincomparable.com slash members to sign up, and we thank you for your support. And uh, now let's jump back to talking about Arrow. All right. Well, uh, I'm not going to call this. I'm not going to call this superhero sweep quite yet because I think this still falls within the purview of the Speedy Arrow cast, and that is, of course, talking about the fact that Arrow is going to end uh, in next fall, as we mentioned, right around the time. Eighteen that, episodes, right? Yeah. Uh, no, it's ten, 10 episodes, episodes next, next season. season. We've got eight. No, that's what I mean. Like, now, yeah, but six we, left we have eight one. more episodes Actually, of this season will, and ten. I, no, I will correct myself. I believe we only have six more of this season. Oh, okay. I think there are only All right, so six, 16 episodes. Yeah. yeah. So sixteen episodes left. Um, which is not a lot. Uh, so the end. The end is in sight. <laughs> And then one of us has to run real fast into the end of the yeah, past yeah. in order to. Well, yeah. so it's interesting that yeah. you say that because I think there's a well, there are a lot of questions about this is the first Arrowverse show to end. It, yep. I mean, it was the first show, so it's run the longest. Um, <laughs> Surprisingly, Legends is still on. I, yeah, I know. Believe me, I, I after the first two seasons, I was like, no, this is not going to last. But uh, nope, they turned it around. Uh, but it, it says interesting things about sort of. You know, I, I don't think any of us believe the show could necessarily go on forever. That said, no. it, you know, corporate parents are famous for just sort of milking every last drop out of these things. Uh, so part of me wonders, I don't know what the standard contract is, but I kind of wonder if, um, you know, Stephen Mel had like a seven year contract and then was like, you know, I'll give you like, <laughs> like 10 more episodes. I want to go out in like a big, big bang or whatever. And so yeah. that was, you know, he's decided he wants to move on. Uh, I think that I think that might be part of it. I don't think he's in. I don't think he's like. I think he's probably really enjoyed the experience, and it's certainly he's made an indelible here's, mark. Here's my conspiracy. Here's my conspiracy theory. Go he's it. he's gonna be he's gonna be Green Lantern in the the DC <laughs> movie universe. Oh, <laughs> uh, that that'd is be a fine. heck of a conspiracy theory. <laughs> Yeah, I totally made that up out of absolutely nothing. I love it. And uh, based on their movies to date, I would probably hate that movie. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd rather him or Jensen Ackles. Probably I'd rather see Jensen Ackles, but whatever. Um, I I can see, yeah, seven seasons is makes a lot of sense. I mean, I don't know why, but 
shows. It's common. Yeah, I mean, it's very Star common. Trek. I don't know what. The, yeah. yeah, maybe it's just because I'm so familiar with Star Trek that like, well, you get right. seven seasons, but like, yeah, it seems natural. It seems like if you're going to make a contract, maybe that's it. Um, he worked his ass off in the beginning of this season. Holy cow, did he work hard? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, I, I'm projecting. Uh, it takes me a little bit of effort to get in that kind of shape. <laughs> so I figure, I figure he had to bust his ass. But it, like the whole front of the season was front loaded with him, right? And yeah. I keep telling you to install a remedial salmon ladder. I, yeah. <laughs> I just all that happens is my stupid salmon never goes up. It's, just, I don't, like, it's just at just, knee level. It, goes, more, it only more, goes up to yeah. knee level. Yeah, it's more yeah, of a goldfish yeah. ladder. <laughs> Yeah, that's it. All I've, all I've got is like three vertical bars made out of chopstick and a dead salmon. I don't know what's going on. Close not, enough. Yeah, not getting any stronger. Um, but yeah, and I think maybe that's just a work-life balance choice for him, right? Like, uh, obviously the, the the story plays into that, but he hasn't had much to do in the past few episodes. Yeah, it does seem like we've spent a little more time. And looking at some of the stuff coming up, there is a uh, we already know. Uh, not too much of a spoiler, but we know there's a Canary-centric episode coming up. Uh, yep. And I believe there is a Dig-centric episode, because there's an episode titled Spartan coming up. Um, so I think they're kind of giving... It feels like a lot of this... You know, there's season, just not a lot that goes on in that episode, I think is what it means. <laughs> it's, just, it's very sparse. <laughs> yeah. uh, but it seems like they're kind of giving just, every, everybody a it's chance. It's just Diggle sitting there <laughs> trying a lot, on... A lot of empty shots of Vancouver. <laughs> it's just Diggle taking all of his uniforms, trying them on, throwing them in a pile, and lighting them on fire one after another. 42 minutes of that. I would totally watch that. I would watch that too. I'd be happy to watch that. And just at the end, he sits back in, in a in an easy chair with Lila and cracks open a beer in front of this bonfire yeah, of crap right. uniforms. See you in hell, uniforms. Yeah, yeah. But so anyway, I guess to the, to what I was saying is like I think he's probably done ten to fifteen episodes of of I don't want to say work, but you know what I mean. Uh, number one on the call sheet. Yeah. Yeah. This this right. season and right. and next season being ten slowly winding down. I I don't blame him. That seems seems to make sense. I was more curious about uh, if the network had uh, given it another ten episodes out of respect for the show. Like, oh, thanks for you know, thanks for everybody doing all of your I, things. I we'll give you, we'll throw you a half season so that you can wrap things well, up. Well, it had already been renewed, right? Yeah, yeah, I believe so. Um, also because of the thing with crisis, which was clearly planned out so far in advance yeah, yeah. and, and yeah. ML is high enough up now that I assume that he is much more keyed in to the overarching plans. Uh, of, they would have told him something for sure. Oh, you, sure. You don't just and I think he, yeah. based on the stuff that I read sort of with the, he, you know, he seems to know a lot more what the over, like the arcs of the season they're going to be and stuff like that. Right. Yeah. Like they, they seem to clue him in on a lot of stuff and you know certainly he is their bankable star uh without him they don't have a show so they s clearly treat that with respect uh and well I they would just have to like he can't show up uh week one of filming for this season and be like oh yeah by the way you're gonna be shirtless and in a prison for like six <laughs> weeks like it must be like do you feel like doing this work because if you don't uh we've got to negotiate this well somehow, i also right? assume oh, that oh no i've been eating at the cheesecake factory <laughs> yeah. all summer i've all i've eaten this yeah. big belly burger uh, <laughs> i assume he is also a has a producer credit by now in the show given that stars like that tend to get those oh yeah after a while so I that seems like he, something there's there's no way we could figure out if that's true i yeah, 
Why bother trying? Um, Yeah, so I I assume that he has a a fair amount of say in that. But I I am interested in what it means for the overall CW universe because, of course, you know, DC has its streaming service now. Um, But the Arrowverse is not like, you know, the temptation would be like, ah, they're moving everything to their paywall service. But they're clearly not. I mean, they have several other shows on. They are launching Batwoman show in the fall. So they clearly are still very comfortable with their relationship on the, with the, on CW. the CW, right? Right, on the CW, yeah. yeah. So, like, that's clearly, the, the Arrowverse is clearly not going anywhere. Uh, but yeah. it does wonder, it does make me wonder if they're going to start sort of slowly phasing out some of their existing properties and just sort of rolling into new yeah. new heroes and new shows to try and keep everything kind of fresh, right? Because, you know, it's hard to imagine, like, I, I hard for me to imagine that they're going to let all these other shows run much longer than this, right? Like, are they going to let the Flash go ten seasons? Like, I hope not because it's not yeah. quite been up to snuff. No. So part of me yeah. wonders if we're going to start rolling through these characters and start getting some new shows launched, some old shows ending, and it's nice to end shows too, right? Like to end stories. That's the thing. Yes. With comic books, like, kind of struggle with that, right? Because you do have arcs and you do have events and stuff like that, and you do have storylines. But fundamentally, comic books just keep going forever, and you can do that because you don't have actual physical people who are required to embody that character and also age. Yeah, right. It's, yeah. But it's also a problem because you end up like your storyline becomes so convoluted and so. <laughs> just ridiculous right that it doesn't you end up rehashing things or you end up like okay well uh what if we made clones i mean right everything just you start throwing ridiculous stuff at it yep i agree yeah and, it, and i think it devalues it i i hope that um in fact i'm really pretty sure i i i guess i wanted to say that one of the nice things about sort of this age of TV versus the 90s is that uh, with uh, narrative arcs lasting a whole season, the the final 10 episodes of Arrow are probably, I would bet very heavily that they won't be like the season seven of Next Generation, where it was like, you know, Beverly falls yes. in love with a candle. So-and-so <laughs> has some weird event. Like, it's all of these weird one-offs like every character gets one episode and they just do the craziest weirdest thing possible and then they have like a big two-parter with q at the end that whatever yeah i mean like i i i I imagine that these 10 are going to be tightly plotted it's going to make sense it's going to feel more like a great season of maybe not dead but one of those renee renee is afraid of the of the elevator to the bunker right Yeah, he just keeps. Vinay gets vertigo, and not the drug. Just like he's just dizzy all the time. No, I I see what you're yeah. saying, though, guy. Like I, I mean, with when you know, a when you know, you only got ten episodes, and b, you know, your show's gonna end, and c, more to the point, when you know you're eight seasons into a show, nobody's turning into season tuning into season eight for the first time, being like, "What show is this?" Right? Like, yeah, you're only talking to the people who have been watching this show for probably eight years at this point. Yeah, yeah. My, you can my go arrow, out my Arrow season eight. Season eight Twitter feed is going to be lit. <laughs> yeah, it is going to be awesome. Yeah, I, I really i I think you can go out swinging. You've got basically nothing to lose, uh, and I think uh, I think no this writing staff. It. Well, yeah, no, I think this writing staff has the. They'll do it. I, I do. Uh, they have. I think they've got enough reverence and. 
I think they enjoy the show. I think they like the show. I think they know what's good about it and what's kind of silly. And I think mm-hmm. they will have a really good time writing the next 10 episodes and it'll be a, a blast. Yeah. Yeah. And and the nice thing, too, I know a guy, this is a little inside baseball as well, but a guy, I think you posted that uh, Beth Schwartz, who is the showrunner, basically signed a deal with Warner Brothers to like kind of have like a development deal, which is. Yeah, one of TV. Yeah. Which is important because it also means. I imagine it's a little tough if you're a writer and you go in being like, I'm going to write a half season, like, and then all your, you know, the pilot season is staffed up, right? Like, it's hard to go get a job in the middle of November or December, right? Like, so those people are all, you know, generally looking for jobs in the summer when new shows are staffing up. So it's good at least that they, you know, presumably have contracted these people and secured them enough that it's like, we're not going to suddenly lose our entire writing staff. Well, uh-huh. I wonder. I wonder if there's another shoe to drop if there's uh, a show that Indeed. they haven't announced that's a mid-season start. Certainly possible. Um, there have been a couple other ones hinted at. I feel like, but I'm trying to remember now what they were. I thought there were another one or two CW shows that they might be talking about, but I I don't recall. Plus, again, I'm still Bat not. Batwoman. They could she move over yep, to right? that's like some, true. some people could move to Batwoman. Yeah. Uh, yeah. If not her, some of the staff, you know what I mean? Like, oh, sure. And some of the other Don't staff. worry, we've got a job for you. Like, come do this, and then we'll figure something Who out. Who knows you know? about the staff yeah. movement between the CW shows themselves, too, right? Like, people right. might be moving to Legends or Flash or Black Lightning yeah. or whatever. I mean, Again, there's no way we could discover that by looking at IMDb. <laughs> well, currently, it's a, little, it's a little tougher currently for stuff that's not staffed It is. Yet. I mean, that would actually take work. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I, I think... It's also an interesting question in terms of, A, you know, we kind of joked about the backdoor pilot for this episode. You know, it's not out of the question that they could decide to do a show that is basically like 20, 2040, Arrow 2040 or something. I find I find that unlikely, personally, just because none of those characters are name brand characters. True, but they yeah. might not need to be because they're all like, especially if you retain the older cast in the guest roles, right? Like if you have dinah and felicity and renee and roy all sort of showing up in like guest star capacities like that might be enough to draw in fans of not necessarily dc but arrow possibly uh, so yeah. i like this show i watch it all the time i i like to crack <laughs> jokes about it going. do you know what i'm not gonna do is you know maybe i'll watch it every now and then but like that's not going to the top of my list what if digs in it uh, <sighs> Okay. But what if Walter what if Walter comes back? Okay. <laughs> okay, so Walter, wait. Walter is 109. Okay, so wait. Yeah, let it's me be clear. 40 years in the future, dude. Dig is dig is know, great, but season I know, but one he's played dig. he's played super old. Yeah. Yeah. He was on Krypton actually. Um Yeah, no, like I like dig interacting with Ollie. That's what I like or, you know, the other people. I I don't I don't necessarily need them just dragging this out forever and like getting yeah. a little bit of a guest spot to remind me of a show that used to be on is going to right. feel like voyager and having freaking barkley show up <laughs> i don't care i do not care we're carrying a lot of star trek bag i've show. been watching a lot of trek recently like way too much star trek all right it's just a show where dig and slade wilson are roommates and they haggle over pizza <laughs> So what I will watch is, and uh, I'm sure our readers can go back in the transcripts and figure these out. We have pitched a number of spinoff shows, often including, um, uh, oh my God, what's uh, Wally, uh, Wally's dad from The Flash? Uh, what, Joe? Joe. Joe. Yeah. Joe, Detective Lance, buddy cop movie. 
I mean, one Buddy of them show, dead, which is a problem. Is it? You get you get an alternate <gasps> Earth Lance. What if he's a ghost? <laughs> what if he's a ghost? Lance? Yeah. yeah, Quentin Lance, ghost, ghost cop. cop. Yeah. Oh, you're oh man. First. Okay, I'm gonna end this conversation right now. Uh, <laughs> dead man. Thank God. Starring Biff. Biff becomes Deadline. <laughs> Biff Conklin is Deadman. Teaming up a with DC Co- Comics character who plays a ghost who possesses people and solves crime. Play uh, where he teams up with mm. Quentin, the, Quentin, Quentin the Question Lance. Yes. Man, I missed the question. <sighs> yeah. They I were, guess we're not well, going to get the question, yeah. eh? <laughs> I guess that's not going to happen. <laughs> and, yeah, may not be. Who knows? Oh, well. Um, Doesn't seem like it. That's, I mean, I'm going to be praying to the monitor from here on out. <laughs> <laughs> Reset the whole universe. What, what would you do if the monitor shows up and it's just John Delancey? <laughs> yeah. it's he's, already, he's already been in an episode. He's not, <laughs> it's Has not he? John Delancey. Was he in an episode? Wasn't he the guy? He was the guy in the, in the, the previous crossover, right? Previous crossover? Uh, no, you I got don't me. Know. Is that not, I don't know. no? Wait, wait. Who, I don't am think, I thinking? I don't they think must be thinking, thinking of the John wrong guy. Thinking, we're talking about Q. no, not John Delancey. No, it was no. What I'm saying is the monitor has been in a previous episode. Oh, oh, played oh, by oh sorry. He was not played by John. No, 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 the oh, sorry. You, the you threw us off because I'm like, wait, did I miss yeah. Q oh, showing say, up an hour? Did you say anti monitor? No, but that's just, what he meant. I understood. No, I understood. Oh yeah, sorry. I kept calling him the monitor. It's the anti monitor. Excuse me for screwing those up. Yeah. See. See. Look. And I'm gonna get really pedantic right me. now. <laughs> Would you push your glasses up on your nose? Please? The anti monitor, uh, uh, not to be confused with Auntie Nessa. Uh, <laughs> Auntie Nessa, Auntie nice Monitor. Favorite. We start out with Auntie Monitor training. <laughs> I love that they got her for like, uh, like. Why don't you come and hang out in this backyard? We'll give you yeah. some ice. I uh, give you some iced tea, and you can play with these kids. Right. Yeah. I wonder if she was just yeah. She was in. Does she live there, or she was just in there I for guess. Some, I, some other I reason? I don't know. Oh, she had like two words too. A few thousand bucks to show up and and do a, <laughs> do a, like a morning's worth of work. I'd do yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. I'll drive up to Vancouver right now. Oh, well, it does. You know what? I do hope that at least I'll say this. Uh, we we should come up with a list though at some point. Uh, are there things that need to be? Because we already mentioned Malcolm. We made our Walter joke. Are there things that you want to see or need to? You feel like should be referenced or cleared up before the end of the show like i mean obviously i'd like to see thea come back for example and have some resolution like i would love a f- i would love like a flashback with moira or yeah i would or bet, a dream sequence i would you know like i don't i don't want her to come back from the dead but um i would love to see that actress and you know show up and reference that character i would again. be shocked if they if she does not appear in some form in the next yeah. like maybe uh, that's maybe kind when of, ollie sacrifices himself he gets to see his parents right. again or something that's kind of where yeah. i was going with um uh oh my god what's his name william's mother coming back samantha oh yeah uh, like everybody's the, you know, coming back the, the monitor's gonna the, it's we've seen really trippy episodes before uh, they have no problem doing them i i think alex they, alex is coming back <laughs> yeah you just made me Al- spit alex. water over the computer yeah <laughs> alex just like alex doesn't have pearly gates it's just a giant clipboard in the sky that he just like just unclips from and wafts down to the temporal corporal plane yep um so wait, I guess one thing that I'm curious about, maybe we, we're going to end up talking about this probably closer to the end of the season, yeah, but uh, one while, thing I'm curious probably. about is, is the next of, 
are, do these 10 episodes wrap up the story of Oliver or do they ramp up to him dying in the final crisis confrontation? Maybe, maybe both. Maybe a little column A, a little column B. Yeah. I don't think you can have Merlin beat, I don't, or somebody like him. I don't think he can have a very personal resolution to a very personal story and have it be the, the uh, crisis on him. Yeah. I, I, I think, we have, I, yes. I don't think we I have agree. any idea what next season is going to look like for any of these shows dealing with crisis, yeah. right? Like they could yeah. very well decide, look, let's, in some ways, I, I think this would be a stronger season for many of the shows if you said, like, look, let's not worry about doing a standalone plot. Let's kind of do the capsule thing where it's like we know the first eight or nine episodes of next season of all of our shows yeah, is going yeah, to be yeah. building to crisis. Let's just commit to that. Uh, yeah. Because we're trying Everybody to do does the huge. first. Everybody does the first ten. Crisis is like a double whamp. Each one of them do two or something. So there's like six of them. Right. And then Arrow just never comes back. Yeah, so I, I, I would not... I mean, in the same way that we don't really know what the Marvel Universe looks like post-Endgame, I think Crisis is kind of being set up to do the same thing. Uh, Pretty and- sure Thanos just fills the universe with money. <laughs> <laughs> what makes a dick! Just makes it rain. Scrooge McDuck yeah. style, just like gold coin yeah. vault. <laughs> i would pay for that I, w- I would watch that yeah yeah exactly that's the trick uh well we have gone super long and normally we would do some superhero suite but i think we should put that aside for this week uh we should uh and- i we are very excited to talk about captain marvel yeah or, I, would, I am i assume everybody is but- I, I would definitely like to discuss it but i think we should yeah. leave that for its own uh its own show Sounds next good. week yes okay so we will wrap up here uh we will be back next week to talk about next week's episode which i believe is entitled inheritance uh yeah episode season seven episode 17 inheritance uh written by our very good friend co-written by sarah tarkoff uh friend of the show (laughs) friend of the show friend of the show we're just just making things up now yeah we're just inventing things yeah Um, god i'm sorry (laughs) if we ever meet (laughs) y'all we'll feel very bad yeah. I mean, not as bad as if we met Greg Berlanti. <laughs> exactly. Well, yeah. That's yeah. what I was well, going to say. Well, if we meet bad, Greg, he's not going to know. If we meet Greg Berlanti, we're going to be on the stand, and it's, gonna, it's not going to be any he's good. He's not going to remember. Well, that's not like... <laughs> I love your confidence that you're... Uh, I've uh, been doing it right cocktail, all this year. That cocktail that I whipped, <laughs> that I whipped up, it's it's thorough, believe that, me. I, I'll have to say, when he, ter- when he testifies against us by like crashing through a sky, Light and landing in the witness box. It's gonna yes. be epic. Yeah, that is a great way to go to jail. If he actually just dives in, looking like uh, Tommy Merlin, um, alternate universe Berlanti. Yeah. Uh, so, and I, I, we won't go into details on this, but I know everybody out there is probably wondering the most important thing, which is what happens to the Speedy Arrowcast. I know I am. Uh, so am I. And the short answer is. We're we're working on some stuff. Yeah. Uh, rest assured, you will not get rid of us this easily. Um, <laughs> but yeah, obviously these the others others have tried and failed. Yes, uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, the the I'm sh- we won't be able to necessarily continue in our speedy Arrowcast capacity for obvious reasons. But I think I can safely say that you, you definitely haven't heard the last of us. So we'll leave it at that for the moment, and we'll uh, fill you in on our on more details 
as I guess probably as we figured them out. <laughs> but until then, I'd like to thank my my very good friends and co-hosts along this journey. Guy English, thank you for being here. Thanks, man. It's been a I don't know. It's been a while. I don't know. I have no joke. <laughs> I have no joke. You're fired. I thought You're I had fired. a joke and I just was fired. <laughs> That was not the joke. Uh, John Moltz, always a pleasure. Uh, I would just like people to point people to my Kickstarter for a uh, a line of techno cloaks. Ooh, this week's coming soon. Uh, that, that that tap into your DNA or something like that. That sounds incredible. Everybody's, everybody's going to be wearing them in twenty years. Well, as I said, we will be back next week, and until then, thank you all for reading along with us, and we will see you next time. Cat was listening to the whole the whole thing and walked in and said, "You said readers." I'm like, "Yeah, I know." <laughs> that's, yeah, that's that's a bit. It's a bit. It's a bit. It's a hilarious bit. <laughs> <laughs>